April the 18th, starting with Proverbs chapter 13, verse 11. Wealth from get-rich-quick schemes quickly disappears. Wealth from hard work grows over time. Psalm 87, verses 1 through 7. A song, a psalm of the descendants of Korah. On the holy mountain stands the city founded by the Lord. He loves the city of Jerusalem more than any other city in Israel. O city of God, what glorious things are said of you. I will count Egypt and Babylon among those who know me, also Philistia and Tyre, and even distant Ethiopia. They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. Regarding Jerusalem, it will be said, everyone enjoys the rights of citizenship there. And the Most High will personally bless this city. Then, when the Lord registers the nations, He will say, They have all become citizens of Jerusalem. The people will play flutes and sing. The source of my life springs from Jerusalem. Luke chapter 19, verses 1 through 27. Jesus entered Jericho and made his way through the town. There was a man there named Zacchaeus. He was the chief tax collector in the region, and he had become very rich. He tried to get a look at Jesus, but he was too short to see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and climbed a sycamore fig tree beside the road, for Jesus was going to pass that way. When Jesus came by, he looked up at Zacchaeus and called him by name. Zacchaeus, he said, Quick, come down. I must be a guest in your home today. Zacchaeus quickly climbed down and took Jesus to his house in great excitement and joy. But the people were displeased. He is gone to be the guest of a notorious sinner, they grumbled. Meanwhile, Zacchaeus stood before the Lord and said, I will give half my wealth to the poor, Lord, and if I have cheated people on their taxes, I will give them back four times as much. Jesus responded, Salvation has come to this home today, for this man has shown himself to be a true son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save those who are lost. The crowd was listening to everything Jesus said, and because he was nearing Jerusalem, he told them a story to correct the impression that the kingdom of God would begin right away. He said, A nobleman was called away to a distant empire to be crowned king and then return. Before he left, he called together ten of his servants and divided among them ten pounds of silver, saying, Invest this for me while I am gone. But his people hated him and sent a delegation after him to say, we do not want him to be our king. After he was crowned king, he returned and called in the servants to whom he had given mo the money. He wanted to find out what their profits were. The first servant reported, Master, I have invested your money and made ten times the original amount. Well done, the king exclaimed. You are a good servant. You have been faithful with the little I entrusted to you. So you will be governor over ten cities as your reward. 
The next servant reported, Master, I have invested your money and made five times the original amount. Well done, the king said. You will be governor over five cities. But the third servant brought back only uh, the original amount of money and said, Master, I hid your money and kept it safe. I was afraid because you are a hard man to deal with, taking what isn't yours and harvesting crops you didn't plant. You wicked servant, the king roared. Your own words condemn you. If you knew that I'm a hard man who takes what isn't mine and harvests crops I didn't plant, why didn't you deposit my money in the bank? At least I could have gotten some interest on it. Then, turning to the others standing by, the king ordered, Take the money from this servant and give it to the one who has ten pounds. But master, they said, he already has ten pounds. Yes, the king replied, and to those who use well what they are given, even more will be given. But from those who do nothing, even what little they have will be taken away. And as for these enemies of mine, who didn't want me to be their king, bring them in and execute them right here in front of me. Joshua 16 verse 1 through chapter 18 verse 28. The allotment for the descendants of Joseph extended from the Jordan River near Jericho, east of the springs of Jericho, through the wilderness and into the hill country of Bethel. From Bethel, that is, Luz, it ran over to Ataroth and the territory of the Archites. Then it descended westward to the territory of the Japhlites, as far as lower Bethron, Beth-Horon, then to Gezer and over to the Mediterranean Sea. That was the homeland allocated to the families of Joseph's sons, Manasseh and Ephraim. The following territory was given to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. The boundary of their homeland began at Ataroth Adar in the east. From there it ran to the upper Beth-Horon, then on to the Mediterranean Sea. From Mikmethoth on the north, the boundary curved eastward past Tanath Shiloh to the east of Genoa. From Genoa, it turned southward to Ataroth and Nera, touched Jericho, and ended at the Jordan River. From Tapua, the boundary extended westward, following the Kana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. This is the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Ephraim. In addition, some towns with their surrounding villages in the territory allocated to the half-tribe of Manasseh were set aside for the tribe of Ephraim. They did not drive the Canaanites out of Gezer. However, so the people of Gezer live as slaves among the people of Ephraim to this day. The next allotment of land was given to the half-tribe of Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph's older brother, older son, that is, Jakir, the firstborn son of Manasseh was the father of Gilead. Because his descendants were experienced soldiers, the regions of Gilead and Bashan on the east side of the Jordan had already been given to them. So the allotment on the west side of the Jordan was for the remaining families within the clans of the tribe of Manasseh, Abizar, Helek, Azrael, Shechem, 
Hefer, and Shemida. These clans represent the male descendants of Manasseh, son of Joseph. However, Zelophehad, a descendant of Hefer, son of Gilead, son of Machir, son of Manasseh, had no sons. He had only daughters, whose names were Mala, Noah, Hogla, Milka, and Tirzah. These women came to Eleazar the priest, Joshua, son of Nun, and the Israelite leaders, and said, The Lord commanded Moses to give us a grant of land, along with the men of our tribe. So Joshua gave them a grant of land, along with their uncles, as the Lord had commanded. As a result, Manasseh's total allocation came to ten parcels of land, in addition to the land of Gilead and Bashan, across the Jordan River, because the female descendants of Manasseh received a grant of land along with the male descendants. The land of Gilead was given to the rest of the male descendants of Manasseh. The boundary of the tribe of Manasseh extended from the border of Asher to Mechmethoth, near Shechem. Then the boundary went south from Mechmethoth to the settlement near the spring of Tapua. The land surrounding Tapua belonged to Manasseh, but the town of Tapua itself, on the border of Manasseh's territory, belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. From the spring of Tapua, the boundary of Manasseh followed the Kana Ravine to the Mediterranean Sea. Several towns south of the ravine were inside Manasseh's territory, but they actually belonged to the tribe of Ephraim. In general, however, the land south of the ravine belonged to Ephraim, and the land north of the ravine belonged to Manasseh. Manasseh's boundary ran along the northern side of the ravine and ended at the Mediterranean Sea. North of Manasseh was the territory of Asher, and to the east was the territory of Issachar. The following towns within the territory of Issachar and Asher, however, were given to Manasseh. Bethshan, Eblaam, Dor, that is, Naphoth-Dor, Endor, Tanakh, and Megiddo, each with their surrounding settlements. But the descendants of Manasseh were unable to occupy these towns because the Canaanites were determined to, to stay in that region. Later, however, when the Israelites became strong enough, they forced the Canaanites to work as slaves, but they did not drive them out of the land. The descendants of Joseph came to Joshua and asked, Why have you given us only one portion of the land as our homeland, when the Lord has blessed us with so many people? Joshua replied, If there were, if there are so many of you, and if the hill country of Ephraim is not large enough for you, clear out land for yourselves in the forest where the Perizzites and the Rephites live. The descendants of Joseph responded, it's true that the hill country is no, not larger, large enough for us, but all the Canaanites in the lowlands have iron chariots, both those of Bethshan and its surrounding settlements, and those in the valley of Jezreel. They are too strong for us. Then Joshua said to the tribes of Ephraim and Manasseh, the descendants of Joseph, Since you are so large and strong, you will be given more than one portion. The forests of the hill country will be yours as well. Clear as much of the land as you wish, and take possession of its farthest corners. And you will drive out the Canaanites from the valley too, 
even those even though they are strong and have iron chariots. Now that the land was under Israelite control, the entire community of Israel gathered at Shiloh and set up the tabernacle. But there remained seven tribes who had not yet been allotted their grants of land. Then Joshua asked them, How long are you going to wait before taking possession of the remaining land the Lord, the God of your ancestors, has given to you? Select three men from each tribe, and I will send them out to explore the land and map it out. They will then return to me with a written report of their proposed divisions of their new homeland. Let them divide the land into seven sections, excluding Judah's territory in the south and Joseph's territory in the north. And when you record the seven divisions of of the land and bring them to me, I will cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord our God to assign land to each tribe. The Levites, however, will not receive any allotment of land. Their rule as priests of the Lord is their allotment. And the tribes of Gad, Reuben, and the half-tribe of Manasseh won't receive any more land, for they have already received their grant of land, which Moses, the servant of the Lord, gave them on the east side of the Jordan River. As the men started on their way to map out the land, Joshua commanded them, Go and explore the land and write a description of it. Then return to me, and I will assign the land to the tribes by casting sacred lots here in the presence of the Lord at Shiloh. The men did as they were told and mapped the entire territory into seven sections, listing the towns in each section. They made a written record and then returned to Joshua in the camp at Shiloh. And there at Shiloh, Joshua cast sacred lots in the presence of the Lord to determine which tribe should have each section. The first allotment of land went to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. It lay between the territory assigned to the tribes of Judah and Joseph. The northern boundary of Benjamin's land began at the Jordan River, went north of the slope of Jericho, then west through the hill country and the wilderness of Beth Haven. From there, the boundary went south to Luz, that is Bethel, and proceeded down to Ataroth Adar, on the hill that side that lies south of the lower Beth Horon. The boundary then made a turn and swung south along the western edge of the hill facing Beth Horon, ending at the village of Kiriath Baal, that is Kiriath Jirim, a town belonging to the tribe of Judah. This was the western boundary. The southern boundary began at the outskirts of Kiriath Jirim. From the western point it ran to the spring of the waters of Nephtoah, and down to the base of the mountain beside the valley of Ben-Hinnom, at the northern end of the valley of Rephaim. From there it went down the valley of Hinnom, crossing south of the slope where the Jebusites lived, and continued down to Enrogel. From Enrogel the boundary proceeded in a northerly direction and came to En Shemesh, and on to Geliloth, which is across from the slopes of Adumim. Then it went down to the stone of Bohan. Bohan was Reuben's son. From there it passed along the north side of the slope, overlooking the Jordan Valley. 
The border then went down into the valley, ran past the north slope of Beth Hogla, and ended at the north bay of the Dead Sea, which is the southern end of the Jordan River. This was the southern boundary. The eastern boundary was, was the Jordan River. These were the boundaries of the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. These were the towns given to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. Jericho, Beth Hogla, Emek Keziz, Beth Araba, Zemarim, Bethel, Avim, Para, Ophra, Kephar Amoni, Ophni, and Geba, twelve towns with their surrounding villages. Also Gibeon, Rama, Biroth, Mizpah, Kephira, Moza, Rechem, Irpil, Tarala, Zela, Hilef, and Jebusite town that is Jerusalem. Gibeah and Kiriath Jerim, fourteen towns with their surrounding villages. This was the homeland allocated to the clans of the tribe of Benjamin. And that concludes the reading of the word for April the 18th.